What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's Welcome the back. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us for the seventh episode review of the Claire. Remember Claire? That seems like so long ago. Tasha season. Claire come Tasha season of The Bachelorette. We got a little JoJo this weekend, this week, which is never a bad thing. I'm joined now, as always, by the star of the show, Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Uh, so let's, let's start there, by the way. Start, um, yeah. Chris Harrison, uh, for the first time in the history of this of the uh, franchise, was absent. Um, His the, son was graduating uh, from college. Um, I don't know. I think there is a – there's – Remember, I, with this show, there's always what's said on TV, and then Lies. there's always then there's the truth. Lies. I, I there, once I heard that, I said realitysteve.com. No, I don't do that stuff. Me I, either. I'm just you I'm don't just guessing. Spoilers. I'm just guessing that um, dropping my kid off at college, or my my kid has graduated from college, is a euphemism for I've got the runs. No, it's um, it's vid. He had vid. These days, it's vid. And also, no, let's not use the R word in front of me, okay? You know, I don't. Is runs a particularly sensitive well, I subject? I don't traffic and potty talk. Hmm. Um, yeah, who knows why he wasn't there? If he's let, let's be honest. Like over the years, Harrison. Has gotten much too big for his britches. We get we get we get our an ass full of Harrison. Um, so it's nice to not have him around for a week. Although it's this this just lingering around La Quinta Resort in La Quinta, California, is for the birds. So you got to go to different locations, dude. This is we're learning that this that's the reason they switched out the Bachelorettes because you can't you got you just got to mix things up you got to bring in new people you got to do something right. because they're just stuck in the same place um but so not this, having Harrison is kind of uh not having Harrison around bonus, is kind of on brand bonus. for this season because it's yeah, it it's, had a week like explanation mm-hmm. and JoJo just kind of shows up even though people are supposed to be quarantined yeah. there if and, and 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 by the way, Chris Harrison obviously got a bump in pay and a bump in influence because he's putting himself into little comedy skits in the middle of dates now. Yeah. I think that's a that's a proof that he's got, he's 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 you know his title may be changed a little bit. Well, and he's trying. He's I, I think trying. that if he, yeah, Sorry. if he wanted to spend forty eight hours to go to his, watch his kid graduate or, or however he was doing something during quarantine. Uh-huh. Um, I think they would have stopped production for 48 hours. I, I think I think they could have done that. He's trying to get that Jeff Probst juice. Jeff, Jeff Probst got all the juice. He's, I would love to know how much that guy's made well, he, he's, on gets, Survivor. Oh, my God. I mean, they've done like 30-something seasons, and he, he's, he gets a taste. Like, he's such the guy that he's a, he's a yeah. part of the, uh, you know, he's a producer. Like, he gets, he gets money. And he, real money, and he gets to go to. I mean, I haven't seen Survivor Years. probably since season on? five, but he gets to. 
he gets to go to all of these like um, really cool places and not have to survive. He could actually just be in a tent and eat and be fed and everything. I mean, like he, t- he doesn't have to be a survivor. You know they do in all these cool places. You know they do this shit like <laughs> seventy feet from a resort, right? Like it's he's not sleeping <laughs> right. in a tent, dude. Like he's they're like, hey, we need to chopper you to uh, point oh two miles to the to the filming location come on uh so what happened what and happened by 10 i don't i, I mean by 10 i mean like glamping you, tent, like you a, mean, a, a really cool you mean the tent he's pitching when he checks his bank account balance because he's so goddamn rich and like also the, why does like he kind of tent. <laughs> yeah why does why does probst have to dress like he's um on safari all the time. Why does he? Right. He's gotta, he always has to dress like he's roughing it. Yeah, he's like, like, he's he, got to be. Yeah. He's got to be. He has to be in camouflage yeah. as like, the host of Survivor. Like, he's like, where's my photographer's vest? <laughs> he needs one of those vests where you put all the, you put the film in all the pockets. Like, what? What does he need that for? He just shows up and it's kind of like I know this is a pet peeve of our mutual friend Travis Rogers, but it's a lot like if you if you take a step back and think about it, why the hell do do old grown men managers have to wear a uniform? Yeah, it's like why it's the same same concept. They they're not playing the game. They okay. could just wear anything, suits or whatever. But Probst yeah. has to be in right. uniform. Right. It's well, like Mike Sosha, he was too fat. <laughs> they couldn't get a Jersey to fit him. So he'd wear that windbreaker thing. And you're supposed to just like wink, wink yeah. that he had a Jersey on underneath it. But he did. Of course. He did. <laughs> right. Right. It's too good. Uh, so what happened this week on the um, show we're watching the bachelorette? She had a I date with a Zach. Continuation she had of a the... date with Zach. You're supposed, you're the one that's supposed to know uh, this it, stuff. No, no, but it, yeah. it's a continuation of this uh, pretense that the show has been pushing that Taisha wants to be in a serious relationship. She wants to yeah. be married. Yeah. And the first scene is her um, looking – was it contemplative and yep. saying nice. things like um, – you know, it, it's it's really starting to hit her and it's starting to get serious. And and then she's like, and, I, you know, I want to invite somebody over who really understands what it's like to be in my shoes. Yes. And and all of a sudden jo- Jojo shows up at the door and they had this phony exchange. And it's just like it was it was a waste of time so as as if Joe. The, the difference was is like Jojo was i think a sincere bachelorette if if i'm not mistaken she's still with her guy right aaron Rodgers' brother jordan Rogers. is she still with that guy is that that's who she picked yeah. right um yeah and they're still together so you could you have to assume that she was genuine in this in this process and she's talking to someone who doesn't want to be genuine to the process i gotta be honest i don't follow i lose interest as soon as they go off tv so while I do think JoJo's pretty hot and probably the hottest bachelorette that's ever been, you know, you could prove me wrong. I can't remember all of them. Um, I just haven't kept up on her or her relationship with Aaron Rodgers' brother, Jordan, from Chico, California. But of the of the two of us, um, you are much better at the history of the show than I am. I, I, I literally forget about Me things the, the day after the episode. And I don't, I don't remember names, Same. Uh, but, but you know, no, you do. You, you, mm. you, I think you, you know more than you admit to. So I, know, I, I, I do want to rely on you. I know more than my prayers. Um, yes. so, so yeah, so Tasha, it's weighing on her, the, the, the heaviness of being on a game show and that's the, yeah, that's the theme of this episode is that um, Taisha wants a bomb ass summer yeah. and people are yeah. and people are starting to get serious. That's that's the that's the tone of the entire episode. Yeah. And it's freaking her the shit. Yeah, out. It so, is, uh, it is. so they have this thing. 
that uh, that I love is when they put all these dudes uh, like scrunched together on these couches, and then they tell them to talk about feelings and how the episode's going, and they have these really fake conversations about. Uh, Tasha and everything else. So then um, she uh, drops a date card on him, and yep. it's Zach, Zach, our guy, mm-hmm. our guy who, if if it says he's thirty six or whatever, it's it's way off. I was thinking um, about that tonight. I mean, he's you know I'm much older than thirty six, and he looks at least my age, if not older. Like it's and, this and, guy's lived hard. Although we learned he has lived hard. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think there's a reason why he does look like he's yeah. he has a lot of years behind him. He's lived a hard life. Um, so um, he says in the interview, he's like, there's a lot about me that Tasha doesn't know. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. In the combined 13 minutes that you guys have spent together in the last two weeks, there's a lot that she doesn't know. you got to be kidding me. Um, Zach walks out. Um, and you tell me you're kind of a fashion guy. You pay attention to things uh, more than I do. What do you think of his his getup? And maybe the, this has made a comeback, and it's a fashion thing. And I'm just too old to know. But what do you make of the um, the untied high tops, high top basketball shoes with the jeans tucked into them? Yeah, not for me. It wasn't working for me at all. And also, it was like some. Because I think it's one of those things where you can't like be wearing Nikes. So they were like some no name, you know, they were like some Avias or something or something like from back in the day. Fila's with like the with like gaffers tape over the name. Uh, I wasn't into that look at all. And also at one point they were they had a fake wedding and he he was wearing a jacket from the Rip Taylor collection. Right, right. Like what? Like he was throwing confetti. He's like, "Hi, I'm here." Like, whoa, buddy. Like that's not a that's not a straight man's jacket. That's all I'm saying. Like it's just you know, pick something with some pinstripes on it or something. Or (laughs) houndstooth checked something. So, uh, so you kind of you kind of gave it away. They this is the they've done this I think once before, and it's the most ridiculous concept. Yeah. For a date. I know most of these dates aren't your typical conventional things, but to have two people dress up as if they're getting married and taking pictures. Now, the most distracting part of this episode and in a different time, in a different year, we could spend an entire episode on the on the photographer. Um, I I mean, and, and by the way, you know, I'm pretty woke. And on a day when Elliot Page announced to the world that she's uh that she is um officially elliot page and god god bless her i love that stuff me too but when you when you think about the most like flamboyantly um gay like when you think of somebody who just when you look at him her or or him you know they're gay yeah and they are extremely flamboyant and proud of it. And I, I, I love that confidence. And then there's this, this photographer. Now, <laughs> he had – he or she I, – I, 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 this is a serious question. He had, he had a full thing of makeup on, okay? Uh, yeah. he, had, he had the Daisy Dukes. <laughs> yeah. um, he had the – he was – English second language, so he had kind of the, the Latino thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, very distracting. And like Tasha, Tasha was at some point. Um, they made it out to be that she was like really kind of shook up about the concept because she's been married before and she yeah. put in on a wedding dress is a big deal for yeah. her. <laughs> I think I think they were covering for her. She was shook up. Like looking at the photographer, like it was, it was like one of those mind blowing experiences. I can't get over that guy. Also, where did that photographer quarantine? (laughs) Right, everyone's supposed to have been quarantined. Like JoJo just shows up last week. Ashley, I, and Jared, yes, (laughs) just are just there. Everyone's been quarantining this whole time. Get the fuck out of here. I, but I encourage – I know there's a portion of our listeners that don't watch the show and just rely on, on our yeah. information. <laughs> I encourage you to find find video of this photographer. Find a, a section of this episode. It's it's fascinating. That's all I'm going to say. It's just – it's fascinating how this person looks. Yeah. It's amazing. So we live in – hey, 
it's we're in a, it's positive for everybody the you know that everyone can exist at themselves as themselves is a God beautiful bless. thing and even hey Zach can wear that jacket if he wants. Also, I want it noted that I was one, like they pretended to get married in front of that waterfall. I once actually did get married in front of that waterfall. I just, if, if, this, uh. if, this, is, if this is triggering, if this season is triggering for anyone, it's gotta be the most triggering for me because that I actually did that, what they were pretending to do there. It's unbelievable that you got married on that that spot. That's crazy. That's awesome. Um, so but, she, yeah, she goes on a je- date with Zach, and they get married, and then they jump on a trampoline and take pictures. So so yeah, the the pictures are about the um, a, a fake wedding dress and everything else, and yeah. she looks great, and yeah. and but he's really into it. Uh, but the real meat of it comes um, when they sit down for dinner. And yeah. he starts he starts dropping bombs on he really, her like he, uh, he really does. So this is they were setting us up for a I need I need Zach to open up situation, right? Like every mm-hmm. season of The Bachelorette, there's somebody and the Bachelor, there's somebody that's not gonna open up. And we I need him to open up. I can't make a decision unless he opens up. And I'm like, oh, Zach's gonna be the not opens up guy. And then they sit sat down to dinner and and Zach overshared. He he was he saw himself being branded as the not opens up guys guy. So he let it all out. He 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 too opened up. I think there, I think there's a, a couple lessons learned, and we learned this was easy too. At the end, it's yeah. like there is there is such thing as being too vulnerable. Yeah. Like that, you know the old, the old cliche that you can't be too vulnerable. Yeah. Well, with with Tisha, it scares the shit out of her. Well, Ben V, Ben V, Ben V also shared some shit. Well, we'll, 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 we'll get into that too. These so are not, uh, these are guys. These yeah. are not first date discussions. <laughs> These are no. The, these I mean, are three months in discussions. I I think like Tasha by the end of this episode is like really emotional yes. and like I think it's emotional is because she signed up. She <laughs> bit off way too much that she could choose. She saw this as an opportunity to increase her Instagram followers and be more famous. Yes, and these these real guys are dealing with real shit. And she's like, I don't want to. I don't want to go yeah. down this road with yes. these people. Tasha, Tasha wanted to have a bomb ass summer in Palm Springs. She's right. quarantining, and it's hard for her to take pictures of the kind of coffee she drinks and the dresses she buys, so she can get paid. <laughs> and so she's like, "What am I going to do?" And they're like, "She's like, oh, I can go be the bachelorette and have a bomb ass summer." And then she goes, and <laughs> these guys are telling them how they used to <laughs> steal for crap. And shit, like it's a lot. It's a lot to There's take a, in. So, so the first thing Zach does, and I give him credit for this. Last week, I told you that um, I think our um, our roofer uh, did that thing that I hate on the show, and they they set up they set up this thing that they really have to tell them, and yeah. they make it a big thing, and they draw attention it's to nothing. it. I've got to tell you this, and then it's just as I was married once. Yeah. Well, Zach actually just did it the way you're supposed to do it in real life, like. Um, she starts talking about the fact that she was married before and she won't make those mistakes again. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was married, too. Yeah, I was married once. That That's the way normal people do in normal conversations. They just kind of matter-of-factly say it. And then he's like, okay, so we share that. And then they move on. There wasn't this massive setup of drama. Um, and by the way, he, he says this a lot. Maybe he, he said it twice. The first time he said it, I let it go a couple of weeks ago. But this time he says um, something about – if you would have told me I would be falling in love in a national pandemic <laughs> and I, so, yeah. somebody's somebody's got to tell Zach that it's like as as we're recording this uh, this this podcast, one point five million people have died around the world. Yes, no, like it's, every yeah. single country yes. has been impacted. Yeah. This is not a national imp- pandemic. Um the dinner dress was amazing, but she, um, Whoa, but anyways, yeah, I, she looked banging. My, I got, I got to give her that. Like that's, that so, is, can't take anything away there. So married once was by far the least interesting thing about this guy's background. At some point he said, um, when he was young, he had, he got a brain tumor. 
was and gnarly. the next day after they, they discovered it, he's in surgery. And then he's like, you know, and then they prescribe medication. And I'm thinking he's just going to leave it at that. And I'm just going to be like, okay, so he had a bad medication problem, but he's not going to talk about it. It's just kind of an afterthought, like when uh, What's-His-Face was like, yeah, I do a little bit of personal injury too, like yeah. on the side, when yeah. I think that's all he does. Well, Zach was like, yeah, and then they gave me pain medication, and then, but then he just revealed everything. He – he went into rehab not once but twice, and he got through it, and now he's like a big donor or he does something on the board for the rehab, and it's a big story. Yeah. So this explains why he looks so old. It, that does – yeah. It's – well, that yayo will age you, especially yes. if you're smoking yes. it. Uh, oh, and also pills probably, but it is nice to hear like he's – he lives his life with purpose. Like he's a guy in recovery and that's, that's a nice story for him. It's uh, you know, it's a positive. No, I thing. love that. Yeah. But he was, he, did, he went to that, a but, dark place. But, and she wasn't, she wasn't um, cool with it. Like not, not that she wasn't cool with it. It's just like one of those, you get the feeling that she just doesn't want to hear it. Like she, I, I don't think she's a, yeah. I think she's an empathetic person. She just doesn't want it to disrupt her happy life. Yeah. And it's a lot that, that going on the show. She just wanted to have some fun. Let's it's just have fun. Summer. I know. Um, but she uh, told him that she's pr- proud of him and, and thanks for opening up. And then um, they somehow got rented from the carnival company down the street a Ferris wheel that's, to wheel that's onto from, the That's uh, left over from Coachella. The they oh, okay. set okay. it up because <laughs> Coachella <laughs> wasn't going on, right? So they were going to – they're like, yeah. well, they're not going to be using this. Let's quarantine the Coachella Ferris wheel guy. And have them bring it over here and light it up. I mean, they need something. It's so boring. It actually was kind of romantic when um, sure. they, when they were up in the at the top of the Ferris wheel making out. Like I cut, I kind of like felt that. Like that was cool. That that was that was a nice part. It, it's it. I think it's just amazing that he went from um, as low as you can be. Um, in his early twenties to falling in love during a national pandemic on a Ferris wheel. I just think it's really cool. Um, (laughs) so, so the, um, the group date is, uh, is another adventure. Um, everybody else gets invited to the group date other than easy. It should be, it should be stated. We can't, we can't, we can't move on to the next thing without saying one thing. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this. He uh, Zach, so Zach is the the big takeaway from all this is that yes Zach's been through the ringer, but Zach is sober. Tasha, I'm not I'm yes. not saying Tasha's a big drunk. I don't know Tasha's thing, but presumably Tasha is not sober, and and I'm not saying she needs to be, but it's that's something to overcome. In a relationship, that's two very different lifestyles. That's somebody that needs to stay away from drugs and alcohol and someone who doesn't necessarily need to stay away from drugs and alcohol. And that can be a chasm that's too far to bridge for most people. And I'm not saying that's not why Zach's not going to win the show, but Zach is not going to win the show. Right. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. You can't have a bomb ass summer without Mai Tais <laughs> and pina coladas. You absolutely I mean, can if you're a sober person. Of course you can. But, I don't know. It, you might be able to have a bomb summer, but not a bomb ass but, summer. But, but, but that's not – that's – you know, uh, Tasha's going to have to sell some vino or canned cocktails as part of her – Instagramming lifestyle, and he's sure. he's going to be need to gallop, be gallivanting around, or whoever she's with is going to need to be gallivanting around the country or the globe with her to help her sell club premium cocktails. And you know, a sober guy that might be harder yes. of a lifestyle for a sober person. No doubt. No, mm-hmm. I see your point. Yeah. I, I think it's a good point just, to make. It's just something that we 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 should state because it's it's an issue. Even if they don't say it's an issue, it's something that has to be talked about at some point. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. Um, so the 
activity on the group date, it kind of feeds into uh, your statement that they are confined to this resort and they're running out of things to do. It's horrible. They go into they go into a like a like a conference park room with some kind of art instructor and she gives them three things to do. Another thing I want credit for. I followed that artist on Instagram. I happened. Who is she? She's well, the reason I know who she is, is she's married to the bass player from bad religion. So that's a detail, but also she's a fine artist and she was having a show near where I live. And I don't, I think I follow him. This is, Minutia, who cares? I just happen to know who she was already, and I want credit for that. Go on. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, now, um, so she's an art instructor. She gives them three things to do on the date. The first one is, of course, they bring in two naked people, and the guys are supposed to draw them. You know, clumsiness ensues because none of them are artists. Um, the naked people are exactly what you picture. They're like older, like hippies. Granola, granola yeah. eating. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot of hair, not much grooming going on. Right. Down. And you're just yeah. like, hey, you like you're gonna be drawing naked people today and you're like real fired up because you think it's gonna be like a buxom burlesque dancer and a and some kind of like <laughs> athletic dude and you're like, All right, this could be kind of fun and then it's you get like an old hippie couple. And by, they and by old me of, I mean my age, yeah. They remind me of of the, that one couple, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, you could YouTube this because it's very interesting. Remember the performance artists from the 70s? Uh, they were like Scandinavian or something, and they went to the the Wall of China or something, and they did something performance artists do in no. China, and then and then they broke up, and then she had this art exhibit in New York City where. She just sat at a table and stared at people that wanted to sit in front of her, and then he showed up. You don't remember this story? No, this is you never movie. saw that. This is this is this is a this is a plot of a movie that I don't remember. What was it? Well, I'll share with you the YouTube because you'll find it fascinating. But anyways, they reminded they, me of that they couple. Kinda yeah, re- you're right. They the kind of Scandinavian. Yeah. They kind of reminded me of Valley Girl, the, the Valley Girl's parents. Like those kind of people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that owned a health store, health food, a health restaurant Uh that was kind of like a liquor store. Right. Um, so, um, good movie. Then they, then they, I like that movie. Yeah. I liked it a lot more than I thought it would. Um, because I shared it on the, on that, on, on the baller lifestyle, I think, I don't know how many crossover listeners there are, but I do have a problem with one thing in the Valley girl the yes. one lyric in I Melt With You that I've always had a had a problem with is when he says, and you were never second best. Right. It was like the second or third line in the song, but yeah. just to rhyme and make it sound good. And I'm thinking if she's she might not be second best, but she could be third best or fourth All best. Right. It doesn't that, yeah. that that line is always it kind of bothered me it a little le- bit. It leaves you an out. I also I also have that same issue with the um, Band of Horses song, and now I'm not going to be able to remember it because I have to, but um, there's a Band of Horses song, and he says, uh, oh, he says, no one's ever going to love you more than I do. Well, that's a threat. He's saying, he's saying, (laughs) he's saying, if something were to happen to me or this relationship were, were to end, no one's ever going to love you more than I do. You're going to have to go on the rest of your life without being loved yep. as much as I loved you. Okay, go on. We, we're digressing, but it's yep. fun. So Band of Horses is uh, – my take on Band of Horses is that it it's like something that you kind of play in the background of a yeah. dinner party. I, it, but it isn't – it's not substantive enough for me to li- just sit down and listen yeah, well, to Band of Horses. He's really good at doing those kind of songs. Like those songs, they're good. Right. But it's a, it's a really but just, it's kind of a one-note band. But they're very good. But I, I, I encourage our listeners to, to 
to listen to melt with you with like a scrutinizing ear next time. And when he says making love to you was never second best, there's, no. there's a lot more to that line than you might think. But right. anyways, um, similarly, so the, similarly, listen to the song by band of horses. <laughs> no one's going to love you more than I do. And think to yourself, what's he saying here? Because it sounds threatening. If you listen to it one way, it sounds very nice, but if you listen to it a different way, it's a threat. Okay, go on. So um, the second art um, thing to do, they, they did some kind of like they gave him clay and they're supposed to. So I was I was confused by this. Did they, they gave certain people certain things to do? Some guys worked in clay. Some guys worked in uh, in oils. And then one guy did a performance thing, right? Um, you might be you might be confusing both of the. Um, exercises. Um, oh, okay. the clay, yeah. I think everybody did a clamation oh. and then they, and then she did this, um, she did this kind of vague exercise where she's like, the next exercise is going $5,000. That's the average amount of money. People in the U S are now spending on gas in a year, five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download upside the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with upside just by buying the gas. You're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use upside every time I fill up and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download upside i'm saving the cash i earn from using upside to help pay for a vacation later this year download the free upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas use promo code game to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code game for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank that's code game for a 25 cents per gallon bonus and to be um, self-portrait. And I'm thinking they're going to have to draw right. themselves. Self-portrait. No. Hold on, hold on. The clay right. thing. We got to, we got to address the clay thing. Cause, um, Blake, who's a moron. He's, he's the guy you like. He's the wildlife manager. Yeah. <laughs> he is such a fucking idiot that mm-hmm. he made, he made a clay dick. <laughs> like, that was the thing he did. And then Noah, who's also stupid, but more earnest. He's like, right. I made you, um, he's like, I made you everything for breakfast in bed. And he's like, and here's the plates. And he's like, and here, <laughs> and here's your wine glass. And I'm like, what the, who the fuck is having wine first thing in the morning? And like, that, well, and that, that was Bennett, right? No, that was clay um, or no, not clay. That was Noah. Noah? Then Bennett, oh, okay. then Bennett. <laughs> And Bennett, I can't remember what Bennett did exactly, but he's like, "Hey, I'm rich. I made you. Um, these oh, are my right. these are my three yeah. houses that I own." That's right. Yeah, and and he says I couldn't uh, fit in the French chateau or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, there was a there was a laugh loud exchange um, that was that was actually like naturally funny. I don't most most times the show tries to be funny and it's not, but you laugh at it because it's so stupid. This was actually an exchange that I thought was like organic, and I'm glad they left it in. And it kind of speaks to the mystery that is this Ed. Ed is a mystery to me. Um, he comes off as this like goofy, dumb East Coast guy who has no chance at winning this show, and I don't know why he's still around. Um, and then last week he had the rivalry and everything else, but he has this exchange um, when they were doing the first um exercise painting the, the nude people and the artist walks by him and says oh you got the fern in there in other words there are two naked people there and right. he decided to draw right. a fern right. in the background <laughs> and, and ed says like really straight and dry and i i deadpanned it he's like yeah it's always about the fern <laughs> ed's, ed's the one that looks like he should be on the sopranos right he's got the he's got the bouffant hairdo he's central casting for the sopranos yeah. and that that one exchange i actually i like the guy now i <laughs> i thought he was kind of dumb and 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 uh and unintentionally funny before but i think he's he's pretty funny now yeah i i'm kind of with you um so the self-portrait thing is when things start getting really deep yet again. It starts with, um, you know, everybody goes around and, and they, they, they not only do they paint something, but then they 
talk about why, what it means and why it's personal. And everybody has a personal story and they're all, they all have like a little darkness to them. Well, Riley gets up and he starts talking about this exchange with his mom when he was, when he was like 19 or or whatever it was and how he dreams about having quality time with his daughter. And, And then he says, because I never had quality time and all this. So there's really like, you know, really deep shit that that Tasha wants nothing to do with. So no, by the way, though, and also that was dark because it was basically yes. he, he basically did something just to make his mom feel like shit, which is fucked up. But also, no nineteen-year-old is ever like, "I'm dreaming about what I'm gonna do." No nineteen-year-old male. Is ever like I'm right. dreaming about what I'm gonna do with the daughter I might have one day. Right. That's just not right. doesn't exist. We do, <laughs> our brains aren't developed like that. It just it's, it's never happened ever. Not even one time he was lying. One thing that I noticed about Riley, by the way, is that his biceps are bigger than his head. He's got he, a tiny head, and he's got massive biceps. He does. Oh, you got to take a look at those. Oh, my I'm God. I'm going to. Um, so, and he, you know, he's, he's born in a rough part of Detroit, and now he's a personal attorney, or injury attorney in New York, yeah. so he's made it. Um, I like Riley. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, so then it gets to Ben, um, who decides instead of painting anything or doing anything, he just, um, he takes off his robe yeah. and he just stands there naked in front of Tasha. Now, his reasoning for doing it, yeah. His reasoning for doing it um, was a little confounding, but I will say this: if I had a body like Ben, yep. if if I had that body, yep. I don't think I would ever wear clothes. No, nope. I wouldn't wear clothes. He's he's super jacked. <clears throat> he's a trainer, and we learn later what got him into that line of work. Yeah, and but I will say this. He kept a hand over the cock the whole time. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Seemed like okay. it. And they didn't maybe show him did. take his hands away. I will say this, though. Uh, this is maybe the last two seasons now. We've seen a lot of nudity. Um, also, maybe, does, he, does he go wash those hands? Like, his hands <laughs> right on his dick and his balls. So just out <laughs> yeah. of, like, respect, right? I probably, when I get dressed, I'm like, hey, I make a big show of it where I'm like, yeah, I'm just real quick, guys. I'm going to run and wash my hands. I'm going to go. I'm just going to wash. My, hey, look, there's nothing on those balls, but it's just <laughs> people are going to be thinking about it when they shake your hand later or whatnot, that you were just touching your balls. And it's like not a cool thing to do. You don't want to put that thought in their mind, even though I get that your balls are perfectly clean. There's probably nothing, no fungus or anything on them. But just as a, as a show respect, if you if it's obvious that you've been touching your dick, just go wash your hands. Just nice for everybody that way. And like and Tasha, like whatever concept he was attempting to give off there, she was it was lost on her. She you could tell she was just yeah. very impressed by the the specimen, the physical he's specimen jacked. she was looking at. He's jacked. He's um, beautiful. He's gorgeous. He's jacked. And he, his reasoning, though, was a little bit of a head scratcher. I mean, you thought he was going to be like, you know, I want to get naked because I want to show you that I could be vulnerable at any point. And maybe he did say something about that. But then he says, um, what you see of me on the outside is just a small part of me. Yeah. And I'm excited <clears throat> to share that with you. Yeah. Which does, I, I don't know what that means. If it's a small part of you, then why are you getting naked? If and and why are you excited to share it? With you? Yeah, yeah, it that's means a good nothing. Point. That's a good point. Um, so that that was uh, that was the whole uh, group date. Okay, two uh, two things we got to mention. Two things yeah. we got to mention. The um, I can never remember his name, but he's real sweet. He's the roofer from Boston. Love that guy. Yeah. What's what his, is his name? I don't know. But he's like, they're like, what art did you do? And he only painted the frame. And he's like, right. I, he's like, I left the inside blank so I could put me and you in it, which is like pretty cheesy, but also a good idea. And then the, um, that the Ivan who scored big points last week, he's the black Filipino. Yep. He, and he's like, I can't believe there's not more black Filipinos where you live, which is, Sweet. But then he's like, 
I drew a puzzle and then and then he's like, you're the last piece, which is like like record scratch. So cheesy, like not that's not good. And that was before. So Ben V just walking out naked with his hand over his dong really wasn't the most embarrassing art (laughs) project that somebody did that day. It was probably like middle of the road it was it was no worse than the guy that made the clay dick blake okay go on um, blake, by the way blake and that um the uh, sopranos cast member they're just playing out a string by the way yeah, they have no this, chance of winning this thing no this um, is this they're trying to get on bip dude like this they're working right. up to bip oh and they will too yeah um, for sure so so brendan is the name of the um of the roofer and i like brendan i'm a big fan of his um so you're certain that's um, his name Brendan. Okay. 30. All right. Looking at it right now. Okay. Um, so then it gets to the point where, um, where they have the after, after the date, um, dinner cocktails. And you're thinking, man, we've had enough heaviness for one episode already. And, uh, and so Ben sits down with her. So, um, he sits down with her. So he, he just exposed himself to her naked and then he, and then he sits down and he's like, um, I I need to tell you a few things about me. (laughs) Jeez, dude, this guy, um, I guess he was the, uh, he was the fat kid. He was the fat kid in high school. And he said, uh, he basically said that, uh, I learned at that point that girls don't like the fat kid. And it caused him Agree to disagree. a severe uh, image problem where he went f- uh, 15 years. And these guys are only like in their mid-30s. 15 years of bulimia. No, he I was think bulimic. he said, yeah, yeah, he was bulimic. I know. That's, that's, it's big to admit because guys are bulimic too and we don't realize it. So that was – that's, 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 he's got um, – I think that's probably like he's been waiting to say that. I imagine that because he's he's really into health and nutrition and fitness that he's got like a bigger message than just like trying to hook up on this show. He's he wants, you know, he's he has a platform and he's trying to share his story, which is which is amazing and not easy. I like that. And mm-hmm. it's good. Um, and we can't lose track of the fact that he is former army too. So he's probably seen a lot of Been shit. In shit. Been in the shit. He, he has a chiseled body that's, uh, that was founded out of just a severe eating disorder and uh, yeah. image problem. And it's so again now, um, but hold on. Like, look, I'm not, Sorry that no one should have to go through what he went through. But also, like genetically, looking at him, he's what, like probably 6'3"? Yep. I mean, he wasn't going to stay fat, right? Like he was going to grow out of that baby fat. But when you're you're young and you're chubby, well, and you're like me, you do stay fat. But that's not the point I'm trying to make. Some people genetically, they mature and outgrow their baby fat, which is what I'm guessing Ben V would have done looking at him now. Like I could never look like Ben V genetically. Right. You're, say, you're saying that he was going to end up that way regardless. And I think you might be right. He's got that body structure that kind of looks that way. But uh, I'm not going to discount the amount of work he's put into his body. Definitely not. And it's and it's sad that what the motivation was. I and, agree. And it explains why he got naked in the episode. He probably is really proud of what he's created. And And he wants to help people. Yeah. Um, And, you know, but this is the episode of oversharing. I mean, she when she hears these stories, you could just look on her face and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? She came to have a bomb ass summer. This is not bomb ass summer fun. This is fucking real. And. She's just getting she's getting overwhelmed. It's and a I, lot, I wrote, dude. It's I, a lot. I wrote this. I wrote this down. Tasha is just not emotionally mature enough, and, and emotionally mature comes up in the last part of the episode. But like, she's not emotionally mature enough, or doesn't have the interest in in 
and going through this kind of uh, emotional process. She doesn't want to do this. And I don't think she's at a point in her life where she wants she can do it, um, and which makes her a fascinating bachelorette subject because yes. these guys are are like intense and they're going to fall hard. And I don't know how she gets out of it. Well, we sh- we kind of see how she kind of gets out of it in the next yeah. scene. But, well, don't discount the, the quarantine aspect of it, because if these guys were doing the normal thing that we see where they're like, oh, my God. We're at the Sofitel Hotel in Paraguay. And they're like jumping on. They're like, I've never been in a room this nice. And they're like jumping on the ottoman and like doing handstands and stuff like they always do. They probably wouldn't. And then they're like, hurry down. We got to go practice our flamenco dancing for the flamenco dancing contest. Like they're not doing any of the stuff that they'd normally be doing. And they're like lawn bowling for for a rose later today it's like because they're not doing that stuff you know they have all this time to themselves at this resort and it's and it's it's a low period in the world like everybody's kind of stuck at home at this time and contemplating and no one can see their family and so it's a it's a time of oversharing that we just I don't (laughs) think we would have seen this in the same way had the show been able to travel out like it normally does yeah I'm sure that plays on this they've had they they had a lot of time to sit with their feelings and uh and come up with these things yeah um so let's let's talk about EZ a little bit. He he's a former football player. He's 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 real handsome, and he's got he, a, he's got a great personality. He seems he's the kind of guy that would be intimidating to the rest of the guys. Well, he he's a sports marketing guy out of Newport Beach. Yeah, he's he, uh, he's got everything going for him. Yeah. Great personality. Hey, and yeah, he he lined it up at A and M. And and again. Um, he has spent probably a total of eight and a half minutes with her. And I knew you were going to key in on this and I loved it yeah. so much. I loved it so much. I'm like, God, I hope Jason heard that. So, um, but before that we went on, we had one of our lamest dates of all time. Um, it was, they, they tried to do this thing where they went into a haunted, a haunted room and there was a history with a family at, at, this, at this place. Yeah. It, it was, they wanted to make it out to be some kind of like horror thing and, and an adventure and how he, he was a football player who got more scared than she did and all this. It was really bad. And then they sit down to, and, but, but what he did say coming off of that scary date was, um, Hey, after that, I'm not scared of anything, man. And I'm going to tell her how I feel. I'm going to just tell her how I feel. And, uh, (laughs) and also, and also it's public service announcement. Fuck pranking. Fuck any kind of like jumping out at anyone. Like, I hate that kind of shit. I hate like any kind of, um, scaring somebody when they're not ready for it. I don't like watching it. I don't like when it happens to me. I don't like doing it to other people. I hate it. It's wrong. You're a fucking asshole. If this is something you like to do. Yeah. I never quite got that, that either. Uh, Never got it. Um, so he comes off that date. He's not afraid of anything now in the world because he did this one date right. in La Quinta. Or they, or they walked around where it probably wasn't that dark. They right. made it look darker right. and they went looking for ghosts. But there's like a boom guy with you and like, <laughs> and like right. cameramen and like, yeah. Uh, yeah, we get it. So um, so they sit down for dinner and it gets off to – you, you got a feeling it was going the wrong way, like almost immediately because he starts to tell her about his feelings for her. And he's like, Hey, from the, our very first exchange, I thought there was something there. There was something special. I thought we really hit it off. And he was talking about like some kind of a magical connection. And he, you know, he gets into this whole thing when it comes to love. I don't think there are any parameters or boundaries or you know, timing wise, it doesn't matter when you do it. Yeah. And, um, and then she's like, yeah, I remember that first night. Like, you know, we had, we did a lot of laughing Amazing. and smiling. Yeah, Amazing. that was fun. Yeah. And, 
and I'm thinking they both had two very different experiences. They 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 did not they did not come out of that exchange with the same feelings about it. But Easy thought she was agreeing with him, and he and he's got momentum at this point. Yeah. And he goes into the spiel about timing, and it doesn't matter in love. And uh, he says, "I just want to let you know that I'm falling in love with you." Yeah. Now, he, I mean, we've been watching this show. I don't remember him having any like real quality time with her. I remember him being fun with her. Yeah. Like, Jason, before that, before well, first of all, they foreshadow it with like I can't remember. They're talking to somebody back at the suite, and he's like. You know, easy. He's got it all going for him. The guy's the life of the party. He's just one of those guys. <laughs> I know he's going to go out there and he's going to be coming back with a rose and big right. smile on his face. And he's so happy. Yeah. And it's like they're really going to hit it off. It's all going to be amazing. So that was a bad sign. And then before the date in like a voiceover, he they have him saying <laughs> he goes, he goes, some of the greatest moments in my life have been with Tasha. <laughs> And yes. I was like, you, you've, you've spent maybe 10 minutes alone with her in your life. Like, what are you talking about? What? And this is like the bubble of The Bachelor where you're just forced to just think these crazy things that you would never think if you were interacting with people outside of this tiny world that you're living in. And and I, I don't think... I don't think most of us quite understand the life that a really good football player lives yeah. when they get to, I mean, if he played at A&M, yeah. no matter how good he was, he got into A&M, yeah. the life of a football player yeah. in Texas in college yeah. with all of those co-eds, mm. with all of those, um, you know, booster mm. uh donors mm. and you just live the life of luxury mm. you don't have to go to class never go to class and, and the best times of his life are on a couple group dates with Tasha at La Quinta. <laughs> yes it's insane it's, so he's um, a little hyperbolic yeah so um so he he drops the bomb on her and says i am falling in love with you um, and, and I don't know if they did it as, as an, a, a direct facial response, but they show her not really reacting to that the way you think she would after someone just told yeah. you that he's falling in love with you, She's not into it at all. Um, and then she does the cruel thing, which I don't know if the show forces you to do this or not, but she, he pours his heart out to her. Yeah. And then she picks up the rose and and hands it, puts it, you know, puts it up and says something about, I unfortunately can't give you this rose easy. I'm not where you're at. And just like completely blows him away. Just like a punch to the gut. He was speechless. But I don't know why she had to pick up the rose just to ultimately say, I'm not giving you the rose. She didn't have to pick it up. She just could have been like, you know what? I'm not there. I'm not feeling it. You're a great guy. Could I walk you out? She didn't have to pick the rose yeah, up. That they, was a little well, cruel, they wasn't al- it? They always finger the rose or they like, it's just like they're like lit up in between them. So they're both looking at it the whole time. The yeah. rose is, they do that on purpose, but this is one of those shoot your shot moments that it's it was backfiring before the words got out of his mouth like he's <laughs> like he was offsides he he tried to time the count and he jumped offsides and he got caught and the whole stadium was looking at him it was not the time to say you love this chick you don't know her you scared right. her away dude i get that that it's a sort of a race on the show to be the first person to say it. Like somebody's got to say it first and you see it happen earlier and earlier every season. It used to be, you couldn't, you couldn't say it at all. Then, then it was like somebody said it to multiple people. Now there's a lot of I'm falling in, you know, so you're not actually saying it. You're, you're, you're 
uh, broaching the topic. You're dancing around it. But right. so he did and I'm falling in. But this is the, their first one on one. Like you have to have had right. some time together. And you have to read her signs, dude. You can't just be about what you're feeling. You have to look at her and go, what's she thinking about me? And kind of try to understand. Put yourself look at it from her perspective before you just start blurting out stupid shit and get yourself kicked off the show. And in and easy could not have known this, but if, if you take the show at face value and it happened in the sequence that it was, that it was uh, shown in edited in, she was just coming off of a day or a week of just heavy shit and people being vulnerable. And it was, if, if it wasn't going to be too soon um, at any other time, especially in the context of what she was dealing with, she just didn't want to hear this. I mean, I, I think he was a casualty of her just being like, um, but I got to start getting rid of these guys that actually want to marry me. Um, and yeah. he, he, she basically said, um, you know, I wanted you to be vulnerable. I told everybody to be truthful and I appreciate you saying that, but I'm not there can I walk you out? And he was just stunned as any, as any man would be. And it's one of those things where like, I guarantee you he would have a rose right now. If he did not say that, like if he, they just had a fun time and they ate dinner. Totally. And she would just give him the rose and say, you're a great guy. I want you, I want to keep you around, but you got to read the moment. Totally. Read the room, read the room. Yes. Um, so anyways, goodbye, easy, um, which in you know, RIP easy, he was a good guy. I like him. Um, and that shocked the rest of the guys at the house. Um, and then the, uh, like I said, they, they've manufactured rivalries all season and the rivalries have been very thin on interest. Um, and now the Noah V Bennett rivalry needs to come to a head so boring, uh, so manufactured. It's like Bennett's been prodding and, you know, poking and, um, you know, making comments about Noah. Basically, he thinks he's too young and immature. Um, Jojo comes in when they're all in that uncomfortable scrunching on the couch and talk about feelings session. And she says, hey, Tasha knows that there's been tension between Noah and Bennett. There's not going to be a cocktail party tonight. She just wants to she wants to have both of them in the room at the same time and she wants to hash it out. Jojo makes a serious thing and then they go to um they they go to this place and they're they're talking before Tasha gets there. Now, Bennett was shown wrapping a present yeah. Uh, er- earlier, a couple minutes beforehand, and we just thought that was a Tasha present to get in good graces. Well, he actually was wrapping a present to give to Noah, and he starts he starts taking stuff out of the present. And the first couple things are sentimental and kind of nice, and then he he takes out a book about emotional maturity, and says there are four things that. Um, Four things that identify emotional maturity and you don't have three of them or something like that. Uh, And so it just becomes a fucking condescending rip session about Noah when it was like this pretense of a gift. Um, That's basically when the episode ends because Tasha comes in. She sits in between them. They start arguing back and forth, being very petty. And then she's like, wait a minute, this is how you guys talk to each other. My theory is this. They left us with a cliffhanger that wasn't really interesting, so we're going to pick up next week at the rose ceremony. I think she lets go of Bennett because he comes off as a condescending asshole and she wasn't going to marry him anyways, and I think she keeps Noah. Um, That's the right thing to do. Like, Noah is a bomb-ass summer type of dude. Bennett is like— Exactly. Exactly. Bennett's like the damn Daniel of the season. Like, he's just— there for all the other guys to rag on and kind of just be above it with this Harvard thing and sort of being on the joke and sort of not being on the joke. And he's obviously not going to win. There, there's two options here. She sends them both home or, and that's fine either way. Cause neither are going to win, but Noah seems like an all right guy. Like every, everyone's picking on him and he's just, you know, he's whatever. He's a male nurse, you know, he's a nice guy. 
And um, so the, the two options are she keeps Noah or she sends them both home. But there's a, there's no scenario in which Bennett stays and Noah goes home, right? No, I'm with you on that. So I, I think that you hit on a couple of things. He's the perfect bomb-ass summer guy. He, yeah. She's going to keep him around because he is not heavy. There's nothing – there's nothing complicated or, or dark about that guy. He's just a good-looking dude who wants to have fun. And he did kind of a genius move last week when he made that comment to her that they don't think you're taking this serious because they're making fun of me for getting a rose. Now, that was a pretty savvy move that I think will pay off when she sends Bennett home because I think she's still thinking about that, that Bennett was probably the guy in the house. Because remember, he wouldn't name who was doing it, but yeah. he's like, yeah. if you talk to the guys, you'll probably find out. I I think that Tasha will identify Bennett as the guy who was saying that she must not be taking it serious. And then she sends him home. Noah stays with that move last week being being one of the reasons, and he's he likes the bomb ass summer. Yep, and uh, and we'll continue from there. Yeah, sounds good. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. We'll we'll talk about it next week. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next time. That's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Falls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, you're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So lifestyle we living in it's the ball of lifestyle we living in it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it it's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it it's the ball of lifestyle we living in it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in it's the ball of Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.